every summer in Chicago. The sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstown. Hello and welcome to another very exciting edition of Crosstown Crosstalk presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi. I'm pretty angry at the White Sox right now. I'm not going to lie, guys. This team stinks. I don't know how long they're going to stink, but, you know, got plenty of room to improve with this team and get things going in the right direction. But I'm going to tell you guys a little story. I want to say it was last Wednesday. The Boston Red Sox were in town to take on the Chicago White Sox at Guaranteed Great Field. Lucas Giolito was on the mound. Jake Berger hit a three-run blast to give the White Sox the lead. Everyone's feeling good on a Wednesday night. All of a sudden, I'm scrolling Twitter.com, sitting from my seat in between innings in Section 155. Shout out Joe Mandel. And I see a sign, okay? There's this sign that says, bring back Dollar Hot Dog Wednesdays. And I started thinking, I remember Dollar Hot Dog Wednesdays. That's where the 999 challenge from friend of the program, White Sox Dave, Dave Williams came in. Joey Parisi successfully did it, not to brag on his behalf. Um, It was just a really good way to satisfy your tummy, Dollar Hot Dogs. You could eat 10 hot dogs for the price of like two and a half, one and a half, you know, on a normal day. It was awesome. And so the sign, it said, bring back Dollar Hot Dog Wednesdays at the Dolly Parton podcast. And I was like, I have to meet this guy. Okay. I need to meet him right now. Sent him a DM, worked it all out, had a chance to meet him. And of course, I don't just stop at meeting you and taking a picture with you. I want to bring you on the show. And of course, we're now is the perfect time to welcome on Brandon Brogdon of the <laughs> Dolly Parton podcast. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing good, Vinny. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Um, okay. So, Dollar Hot Dog Wednesdays. Whose idea right. was it for the sign, and why? Uh, well, why? the sign idea, the sign idea was actually the guy I went with. That was his idea. I was just like, "Hey, I got free tickets for my work." I was like, "Just come with me." But we're protesting full price hot dogs. He's like, "Oh, should I make a sign?" I was like, "Wow, it's such a great idea!" And the sign obviously was a huge hit. I wish I had it with me. It's at the it's at our uh, podcast studio right now, but I wish I had it with me. That's hilarious. So. You said it was his idea, but then, you know, you guys as a podcast are kind of anti full price hot dogs on the great day of Wednesday. Yep. Um, What does dollar hot dog Wednesday mean to you? Why is it so special to you to think about eating a a cheaper dog on particular the day of Wednesday? You know, the fans, we've endured so much. We've been promised so much from this team and it's been such a letdown. And, you know, we were getting uh, when they sucked pre-COVID. We were getting a Dollar Hot Dog Wednesdays every year, and I just think it's time to bring it back. A couple weeks ago, I tweeted at them. I said, I'm ready to go on a hunger strike until this happens, and it's spired out of control, and now I'm the hot dog revolutionist. You're doing great work. You're the man of the people. We all appreciate a good hot dog. We all appreciate a good hot dog on the cheap. It makes it Mm -hmm. taste a little bit better. Your sign made it on television. What's your reaction to that? 
Uh, our sign made it on a Northeastern Sports Network, only in Boston, not in Chicago. Or at least if it did make it in Chicago, I didn't see it. I think it's a conspiracy, though, because the, the fan cam came to our section, and he was a couple rows back from me and about the third inning, and he saw my sign, and he liked it. He laughed. His little producer laughed. And then around the sixth inning, I went and did some laps on the concourse because I had to keep the crowd into it. And uh, the people I was sitting next to, they're like, oh, the fan cam came over here. I was like, oh, that's, that's so messed up. They saw the sleeve and came over there on purpose. But yeah, Chicago, Jerry doesn't want the dollar dogs back. Jerry doesn't care about the fans. That's sad. You would think they probably make money too if they do dollar oh. hot dog Wednesdays. Because I'm oh, spending yeah. more on I'm spending more on hot dogs when they're a dollar than I probably would if there weren't a dollar. Do you agree with this statement? Uh, I agree with that. The last dollar dog Wednesday I went to, I got twelve <laughs> hot dogs right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's spending twelve dollars on like two hot dogs otherwise. What what are they exactly. without the dollar? Do you know offhand where they're like six fifty? Uh, I saw on the vendors when they're walking around they're seven fifty. Which on a Thursday game, I will pay that price. But on a Wednesday, we deserve the dollar dogs. Yep, it's hump day. You need a dollar dog. What's your reaction to a man with a surname Burger getting the win on the dollar hot dog Wednesday protest? That's actually perfect because Jake Burger is the player I want behind this movement. If there's any player on that roster, I want Jake Burger to do it. I and, like, they lost by 14 the day before. They lost by 15 the day after. It's just the sign brings the luck. Okay, well, why aren't you in Toronto, then? Uh, it's a it's a, it's a a home home game thing, you know? Toronto okay. actually has Dollar Dogs every Tuesday, which I didn't know that until somebody Ooh. tweeted that at us yesterday. Or on Tuesday, I mean. Yeah, I knew so Canadians were nice. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I will be at the Dodgers game next Wednesday in Chicago. I'm going to be at every home Wednesday game for the rest of the year. All right, all right. So make sure you go find Brandon and take a picture with him like me and try to stand on your tippy toes when you stand next to these guys. We'll get to that in a minute. What was your weirdest interaction involving the sign? Did anybody come up to you and you were like, you're a weirdo, but I'll take a sign with you. Am I that guy or was someone weirder than me? No, uh, I wouldn't say I had any weird interactions. I did have this one dude keep telling me, no, it was on a Thursday. I'm like, no, dude, you're that's you're dumb. And I passed him maybe four times and he said it every time I went past him. He was like, oh, it's on a Thursday. And I did get a couple of people hating on me, telling me to shut up, like, go sit down and whatnot. Like, it was unnecessary. But a majority of the Sox fan loved the sign, even the workers. All right. Well, we have a message for those people. Okay. First of all, Thursday, if it's a Thursday night game, you have the benefit of, like, tomorrow being Friday. Like, you're five hours away from Friday. That's yeah. great. That, you don't need a dollar hot dog to make up from the sins of having two full work days ahead of you, even though you have three behind you, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the day. So Wednesday is just literally the perfect day for Dollar Hot Dog Wednesday. So what's your overall message to the people in regards to, okay, Guaranteed Rate Field has this outstanding food. They're known for just being revolutionary in the baseball field food game. But the hot dogs are pretty simple. I mean, you still to this day, even after all the great food guaranteed rate field has, you appreciate just the simple Sandlot hot dog. There is nothing there is nothing better than having a dog sitting in your seat and just watching the game. That's classic. That's classic America right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's your favorite hot dog place besides the stadium? Ooh, favorite hot dog place? Um I don't know, actually. I don't have a lot of hot dog places. I'm not from Chicago. I'm from Hammond, Indiana. Cool. But uh, that 35th Street hot dog's right by the stadium. I go there a lot. Oh, yeah. That, and that's popular on this network. we got a lot of guys and girls on oh, this yeah. network that appreciate that place a lot. Um, we had Alyssa Bergamini on maybe three or four weeks ago. 
and she had never had it. So we're still waiting for her. If you ever run into her at the game, make sure you tell her to get some 35th hots. So I'm going to get okay. to the real elephant in the room here. We saw the picture that we took together. Uh-huh. Not a great look for me. Are you tall or am I short? Uh, I'm 6'2", so I think I'm just tall. You're not short, man. You were average height, I think. You're, you're, you're like... Tall. You're like 5'10", right? I think I'm like 5'9", something, 5'8", something hey, along those lines. You got to round up after five. All right. Well, you need a short guy on your podcast. I don't know if you do. I haven't seen everybody no. on your podcast. Oh, Actually, you we do. Joey's kind of short. Joey's like 5'6", so you'll beat him there. Okay, okay. Hopefully. We'll see. I've been to the doctor and gotten measured in a while. I might be, you know, hyping myself up a little bit. Um, So you kind of paired together this whole dollar hot dog thing with – DFAing Dallas Keuchel. You had two things on your checklist. DFAing Dallas Keuchel and Dollar Hot Dog Wednesdays coming back to guaranteed Rayfield. What was your actual non-joking, completely serious reaction to the White Sox actually DFAing Dallas Keuchel? I was like, I was kind of in shock because I tweeted at them about that a week earlier, and I'm taking personal responsibility for that happening. I was, uh, I was, I wasn't paying attention. The podcast, the podcast, uh texting me. It was like, oh, the White Sox really DFA'd Keiko. Like, you're responsible for this. I actually felt really cool. I'm not even going to lie. There you go. Like I said, you're a man of the people, and you do everything that is needed for the team. Hopefully, the other thing on your checklist is able to come to fruition. So far, this 2020 season, um, the White Sox have actually been kind of a disappointment. Do you have any reactions or takeaways from that? Like, what does Brandon think is the reason for this? Is there anything you would change? What do you make of Tony LaRusso with the lineups? I mean, just, I, I'm looking for like a full blown analysis of the 2022 White Sox here. Uh, I'm very disappointed. They've been very underwhelming. The pitching has been completely disastrous. The bullpen, they're really mission crochet, that's for sure. Uh, I remember when they signed LaRusso last year, I was very skeptical about it back then, but then they had a good year. So I'm like, maybe he's the guy, but I don't know now. I was. Why are you already in the Hall of Fame and coming back to coach? You know, I didn't really get that. I just, I think they have to train Moncada, too. I don't think he's all that. He's a great defensive player. He gets on base. But other than that, he doesn't really produce. They need to, fit Jake, they need to get Jake Berger in the lineup every single day. I'm not a huge fan of Andrew Vaughn, but he is killing it this year. I got to say, he's really uh, he's really turned my opinion on him. I He just didn't look like a baseball player, I guess. You know, it kind of looks like me a little bit. And, uh... Yeah, the White Sox have just been a huge disappointment. We have beat the Cubs, though, so that is a great thing, though. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, who's your favorite White Sox player? You said you don't like Andrew Vaughn very much. I hope he changes your opinion because he's been absolutely raking so far this he year. He has been raking. But, you know, who is your favorite player? Is it Berger? Or they don't uh, have a guy named Hot Dog, so. <laughs> uh, it's quickly becoming Berger, but it's T.A., of course. Hard not to be a fan of T.A. Very good. I like hearing that. So you have this thing. It's called the Dolly Parton podcast. I'm going to ask you a couple questions about your show and get people some information on you and where they can find you and all that. First question. I think it's the one that everyone will wonder immediately being introduced to you and your work. Why is it called the Dolly Parton podcast? <laughs> uh, we were brainstorming ideas around the Super Bowl time and uh, she just popped on the TV. She's <laughs> like, oh, let's call it the Dolly Parton podcast. And like, it just rolls off the tongue. Everybody loved it. You know, and if she sues us and we get better name recognition from that, that'd be even greater too. Yeah. That's outstanding. I'll send her your stuff. Um, awesome. <laughs> I don't have access to Dolly Parton. <laughs> you know, I wish I did. Um, 
so it sounds to me like the name of your show that's named after an old school female actress was actually sent to you by the football gods. Am I correct in assuming this? That's correct. thousand percent. So what do you guys discuss on the Dolly Parton podcast? I'm assuming it's not a full-blown sports podcast, but you run into some sports topics here and there. I mean, I know you told me it's anything, but like throw me some examples of a couple episodes that people might want to check out. Uh, we're still trying to find our lane and whatnot. We just kind of done some random stuff. Like we have a de- we have a dating episode, which is which did really well uh, last week. We went over our tween years and how different that was for all of us. Um, before that, we just talked about like we went on vacation. We just talked about that. We do talk about the White Sox a little bit, but yeah, we're still just trying to find our lane. And I think this dollar dog thing is kind of helping us get there. You know. That's awesome. I'm a big fan of the show. I actually haven't gotten to listen to every episode yet, but I kind of I listen to the most recent one and I want to go back and kind of check them all out because it kind of sounds, correct me if I'm wrong, it kind of sounds, is there four guys? There's four of us, yes. Yeah, it sounds to me like it's just four guys sitting around a microphone. They turn them on and you guys <laughs> talk about whatever bullshit you want for however yeah. long. Is that <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's how it has been lately, but we're trying to get a little more uh, structure in now. All right, so for the people who are going to check it out, do you want to describe to them the characters that are on your show that you got there? Okay, uh, we got we got me. I'm kind of like the chill one, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and then we got Joey. Joey's kind of sporadic. He's going to talk crap about a lot of people, but he's going to do it in a very funny way. Rob is going to embarrass himself the most. Rob is going to tell the most embarrassing stories and talk about a lot of porn stars for some reason. And uh, him and Glenn are going to like... Glenn's kind of like Rob in the same way with just embarrassing himself a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really like describe us that well, I guess. Uh, you just have to find out yourself. <laughs> when they talk about porn stars, is this stuff they do on air or is it kind of like off the cuff a little bit when the cameras aren't rolling? No, they like mention like they just like say some random names on air sometimes and it's like, oh, I know her. And then me and Jerry are like, who the hell are you guys even talking about? Yeah. You know? Okay. that's interesting i'm telling you guys you guys got to all check out this podcast it's it's literally like you know on the barroom network there are a couple different podcasts they all have like a theme or a niche that they fit under like this one is specifically major league baseball but i like to have people on who can bring baseball and like kind of put it forward and it sounds like the dolly parton podcast is doing that talking about things other than baseball but kind of getting in the spotlight because of it i'm wondering are there other podcasts out there that you listen to? Like, are you a podcast person? Do you listen to them in your free time besides recording your own? Like, do you have like a top five? Uh, I don't have like a top five, I would say. I do listen to a few podcasts. Like, This Is Important from the Workaholics dudes. I love those guys. Uh, Macrodosing and uh, Part of My Take. Those are kind of like the only three I listen to. I'm not really huge into listening to podcasts, but I obviously I'm trying to get into podcasts. I'm trying to support people who support me, you know? Very good. I mean, the, the podcast networking, it's very interesting because you can turn on a microphone and talk about whatever you want. And mm-hmm. there's really not much, obviously, don't say problematic stuff, but outside of that, you can pretty much like go out there and just do your thing. And I, I love seeing it help put people like you on a platform. And I was happy to see all the notoriety that you guys got at Guaranteed Ray Field for making that incredible sign. I was um, shocked. Yeah, I mean, is there anything you want to say to the people who you know, watch, listen, came up to you. I saw you got some girls that came up to you and took some pictures with you in the sign. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was definitely an interesting look. Like, what do you take away from that? Did you have anything uh, to say to those people? Uh, it was all surreal, honestly. Like, I took the picture with in front of the field and I posted on Twitter. The next thing I know, he's like, oh, White Sox Dave retweeted you. I'm like, oh, what? I was like, how? And then, like, we just blew up after that. 
I appreciate everybody that came up to me, everybody that sent me a photo, that took our photo, sent me our photo, the ones I had get a photo with. I appreciate it all. The fans, we deserve this. The fans deserve this. When we were walking around the stadium, I was pointing at the sign, pointing at other people, saying, you deserve it, she deserves it, I deserve it. We all deserve it. And it's time the White Sox realize that. Absolutely. I hope they really take this seriously and listen to the people. Um, Do you know the White Sox Dave story with the Dollar Hot Dog Wednesday? No, I do not. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell it to you in the audience really quick. There was a couple years ago where he made a video. He was there at the game with Carl. I want to say they were playing the New York Yankees. And the Yankees were just absolutely shit canning the White Sox. It was that 2019 season where they kind of had like Moncada was coming up and Giolito and yeah. you know, they were looking all right, um, but they weren't winning as much, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. And White Sox, Dave, did the 999 challenge. You have to eat one beer and or drink one beer and eat one hot dog every single inning. And by the seventh or eighth inning, you're fat, you're drunk, everything sucks. But he, he persevered and did it. And it would not have been possible without Dollar Hot Dog Wednesday because buying nine beers is expensive in its own right, but he only spent $9 on hot dogs. Yeah. So that, nice. that's probably something to do with him retweeting you. And you know that guy wants Dollar Hot Dog Wednesday. Would you oh, yeah. consider doing the 999 challenge if they were? Yeah, now that you said that, when they when they bring it back, because it will when happen this year, okay. when they bring it back, I will do the 999 challenge. That sounds amazing. I will do that. Can I be there to video document it and then we could combine it between our two shows? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. That sounds delightful. Because I can't do it. I'm a little I'm a little B word. I don't know if we could say that, but I'm definitely one of those and I'm not crushing nine hot dogs and nine beers over the three hour span. But I'll definitely eat a couple and watch you guys do it. My other co host on this show who's normally on Joey, he has done it before, but from home. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see if Mr. Brandon could do it after all this yapping about getting dollar hot dog wednesday i have to i have to i have to do something when they bring it back i have to do something that's exciting well i'm very much looking forward to it tell people right now before we let you go mm-hmm. how they can find you find your podcast and maybe if there's like something waiting in the wings that you're excited to share with the fans uh, you can find our podcast at dally parton pod on twitter instagram and we're coming to youtube shortly uh that should be up in the next day or two and we also have a big cast coming on later this month. So get connected with the Dolly Parton pod. Oh, wrong way. The Dolly Parton pod. Yeah. You find us anywhere you can get on podcasts on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple. Uh, I don't know where else you can listen to us, but you can listen to us there probably anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited for people to kind of get to know this and check it out. I'm a big fan. So thank you very much for coming on our show. And oh, thank you for having me. Keep doing the the true fans work. We all want those dollar hot dogs back. I want to put some mustard on it. No ketchup because this is Chicago, even though I don't hate it as much as most people. But, you know, (laughs) got to get all the good stuff on the hot dog. So keep doing the people's work, Brandon. I will, man. Thank you. Absolutely. And everybody, make sure you're following Brandon, listening to Brandon, all his co-hosts on the show, making signs, doing all the good work. And go get a picture with him every Wednesday at Guaranteed Radio. And then tweet it at him. Look for us June 8th. June 8th against the Dodgers. We will be there. Awesome. June 8th against the Dodgers. I'm sure that game's going to go really well for the White Sox. When they're inevitably getting crushed by the best team in the league, Los Angeles Dodgers. Hey, they just got swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Really? Yeah. All they need is that sign there to get them in the game. That's, that's, That's what they need. Hey, if they win with you there, then I want you there with that sign every day, no matter if it's Wednesday or not. But 
like I said, everybody check out Brandon and thank you as uh, Brandon. Thank you as always for coming on our show. We hope to have you back sometime soon. Thank you again for having me. It was awesome. Of course. And everybody, we're going to send you to a quick commercial break. Zim, Joe, Vinny, and Gonzo. Join these White Sox fanatics every Monday night for the South Burbs Hitmen. You're going to be treated to great guests, top analysis, smart debates. South Burbs Hitmen with Zim, Joe, Vinny, and Gonzo only on the Barroom Network. Come on, man. I, I, we're going to Baltimore. The Wire is the best show of all time. And I've never seen such riveting TV where I actually felt like I was in East and West Baltimore every single episode. And um, it was just absolutely riveting and captivating from season one all the way to season, you know, to it finished up. And I'd put True Detective up there. McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. I mean, come on. It was just so well shot, so well written, directed. Like, I I feel like it's underrated as far as that list goes. Really good. And we are very happy to have had Brandon Brogdon on our show talking about the White Sox, Dollar Hot Dog Wednesdays, all sorts of shenanigans going on at Guaranteed Rayfield and some of the stuff they talk about on their show. You know, I listen to a couple different podcasts. Most of them are sports related. Like right now, my favorite podcast is probably either Starting Nine or Redline Radio just because I'm a big fan of Barstool Carl. But I also listen to the Jared Carabas podcast, which is a Red Sox podcast on DraftKings and what's the big one? Oh, Spit and Chicklets. Of course, I haven't missed Spit and Chicklets in a very long time. So, you know, I love sports and stuff. But every now and then I like a podcast where they sit around and talk about things that aren't related to sports. Like I listen to the Dog Walk every Monday when they draft stuff. And it's mostly non-sports related stuff. And the Dolly Parton podcast is really starting to fit into that mold of like just a podcast where they talk about whatever. And I like that stuff. So make sure you go follow them at Dolly Parton pod on twitter.com. And you can find them on Instagram with the same exact handle. And then I actually don't have Brandon's handle um, accessible, but you can find his handle and the rest of his co-hosts in the bio of the Dolly Parton pod Twitter page. So make sure you check them out, man. The white Sox suck. They're bad. They're 23 and 25 after losing two straight to the Toronto Blue Jays after what was a really promising comeback win and special um, extra innings. I almost said special teams. I really got hockey on the brain, guys. Um, Extra innings win over the Chicago Cubs on Sunday, but they came out and the real strength of the Chicago White Sox team, like one thing that nobody really complains about at all is the starting pitching. I mean, they've been running out Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, and Michael Kopech as their top three all season long. Vince Velasquez had a couple pretty good starts, then a couple just complete dog shit starts. And then Dallas Keuchel had, I think he had two quality starts, and then the other six were like not just bad. They were like the game's over in the second inning type of bad. And, you know, outside of those two or three rough starts for Velasquez and Keuchel, Cueto has come in, Johnny Cueto, Johnny Baseball, as he was once known. 
Um, he's come in and settled things down a little bit. The Cubs tagged him a little bit for three runs. And then in the seventh inning when he should have been pulled because all metrics say that guys like Cueto should come out after the sixth inning, Tony LaRusso was sleeping and let him stay in. And then the Cubs got him for two more in the seventh, but you know, Cueto's real good. And he's on the mound tonight against the Toronto Blue Jays to wrap up the series. Um, the problem is they're facing Alec Manoa, who's been one of the best pitchers in the American league, but he struggled against lefties. And we all saw that monstrosity of a lineup that Tony LaRusso put out today, just trying to jam all the lefties in there. And even if it means putting your defensive minded catcher as a designated hitter makes no sense, but you know, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the White Sox need to be better. And Giolito gave up six to the Blue Jays. Kopech gave up five. I said the starting pitching is typically their strength, especially those three at the top. Um, Dylan Cease decided not to get boosted, so he wasn't welcomed in Canada. So he wasn't going to start in this series anyway. Um, but with Kopech and Giolito, those are your two guys along with Cease, but those are your two guys in the series that you expect to get great starting pitching from. And the Blue Jays lineup is just – it doesn't stop. I mean, Springer, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Um, I, I'm missing a big one. I'm missing a really big one. Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, I'm still missing a really big one. I'm blanking on. Oh, uh, Kevin. Well, Kevin Biggio's injured, I think, or maybe he has been playing. I don't remember. It's just great player after great player in that lineup, and they come at you in waves. It's kind of like what the White Sox lineup should be with Anderson, Grandal, Mancada. Brayu Jimenez, Anderson. I mean, I just named a bunch of guys who have had all-star level seasons in as recent as last year, and it's just not happening so far. So if the offense can ever get going to mask, if the starting pitcher ever has a bad game, um, then I think this team will start winning some games. But as of right now, this isn't it. Tony La Russa has been arguably the worst manager in Major League Baseball so far this season. Last year, he was a top 10 um, vote getter for coach of the year in the American League. And this year he has taken a complete poop on the entire lineup every single day. Today is game 48. And you guessed it. There have been 48 different lineups every single day. I think to teams like the New York Yankees, who every single day, no matter what, unless it's just a weird injury or one of those random Sunday lineups, they run out every single day, no matter what. DJ LeMahieu, Anthony Rizzo, um, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Josh Donaldson. In that order, no matter what, there's lineup continuity, and there is a reason that those guys just keep winning. Um, the White Sox refused to put the same lineup twice. In fact, A.J. Pollock hit a leadoff home run last night, and instead of having him bat leadoff again, Tony LaRusa just decides to bench him. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Andrew Vaughn has been arguably the White Sox best hitter this season, not named Tim Anderson. And Tony LaRusso says, you know what I'm going to do with Andrew Vaughn to maximize his potential? Bat him seventh. It just makes no sense. Reese McGuire is not known for hitting. He hits under 200, but he's well known for being a defensive-minded catcher. Reversely, Yasmani Grandal is not known for being a very good defensive catcher. He just kind of puts on the gear and goes out there. And But he's been a fantastic hitter over the course of his career. So which guy do you think is catching today and which guy do you think is DHing today? Yes, you guessed it. Yasmani Grandal is catching, and Reese McGuire is the designated hitter. It just makes no sense. I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that this team has no chance to win as long as Tony LaRusso remains in the dugout. I mean, it is just it is what it is at this point, guys. I want to root for the White Sox. I want to believe that they can do good, and I believe in their roster. They have talent at every single position except for second base, and their starting pitching is really good, and their bullpen has you know notable names of guys who have been – stars in the last three to four years i'm talking liam hendricks kendall graveman aaron bummer 
Um, if Ruiz is your worst pitcher in the bullpen, then, you know, something's got to give. But, you know, part of the problem is the team just doesn't hit. And Leary Garcia and Josh Harrison have a combined OPS that is less than Danny Mendick's OPS. And he's known to be the worst hitter in the organization. So it's just, it's bad right now. There are lots of issues, but, you know, Giolito's not giving up six. Kopech's not giving up five every single week. This is going to end up being a very bad week. I don't think they're going to win today against the Toronto Blue Jays, which will complete the sweep for them. And then you got the Tampa Bay Rays, who have won the American League pennant within the last two years. And last year, they were the American League's leader in wins. So it's not like those guys are a cakewalk just because they're in second place because the Yankees decided to go off this year. It's just not an easy week coming up. Oh, and then when you're done with the Tampa Bay Rays, you have the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay, the Dodgers are right there with the Yankees. They're the National League version of the Yankees. If they do not make it to the World Series and win it, it will be considered an epic failure on their part because of the fact that they they brought in Freddie Freeman. Like, you know what the Dodgers needed after last year, winning 106 games? Uh, the 2020 National League MVP. Um, it's just amazing how good their roster is, and the White Sox are going to have a rough go of it against them. Now, following that, the schedule lights it up a little bit. And the reason I'm going beyond next Thursday is because there will be no episode of Crosstown Crosstalk next Thursday. Unfortunately, I will be on vacation with, you know, my family and What's going on there is exciting. I don't really take off from this show too much, but you know that's why I'm going into that part of the week. They will face off against the Texas Rangers, who are a team the White Sox should be able to beat, but the Rangers have been playing hot baseball lately. I wrote an article about avoiding Semyon, and he hadn't hit a home run, and then guess what he did that night? He hit his first home run as a grand slam, and the Rangers have been doing really well lately, the baseball version of the Rangers and the hockey version of the Rangers, but you could catch that on Bar Down Talking Hockey every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Following the Texas Rangers series is the Detroit Tigers, who have been one of the biggest disappointments. You think the White Sox are a disappointment this season? You think the Mariners are a disappointment this season? Check out the 2022 Detroit Tigers. I mean, just bringing in guys like Javier Baez and Austin Meadows, I, I just can't see how they're bad. It makes no sense to me. Uh, a lot of the starting pitchers are on the injured list. Off the top of my head, I do know that Casey Mize and Turnbull, Spencer Turnbull, are on the injured list. I believe Tyler Alexander is as well. Um, Miguel Cabrera, he's not a good player anymore, even though he did get his 3,000th hit earlier this season. Uh, they're, they're not better off because he's in the lineup at it by any means. So after a tough stretch against the Jays, Rays, and Dodgers here, the Texas Rangers and Detroit Tigers are a light up in the schedule. And if you can't beat those guys, then you're not a very good team as it is. So hopefully the White Sox are able to surprise a couple people. Maybe tonight's game against the Blue or I should say right now's game against the Blue Jays. Um, the Los Angeles Dodgers coming up. Same thing with the Tampa Bay Rays. So that's the White Sox for you. Their update on them this week. And in order to catch all of my thoughts and opinions on the Chicago White Sox over the course of the next week or so while I'm away from podcasting, you can go to southsideshowdown.com where I'm covering, you know, the whole team and what's going on with the team and who's doing this and who's doing that. Uh, the, the hot stove season is about to really pick up here as we get into the middle of June. I think by the time I'm back from vacation, we'll really start hearing some names being on the trade block and stuff. And, you know, one of the teams who are going to be the most active on this trade market for the worse are the Chicago Cubs. Um, they are, you know, I think they're eight games under 500 at this point, or maybe they're still 10. They're up there, and it's just not that great in terms of wins and losses. They are a very exciting team, and they have some players that if they trade them, they will get good assets for them. I'm talking Wilson Contreras, 
We'll see if they end up moving on from Patrick Wisdom or Frank Schwindel. I think a team would give up a lot for uh, a Patrick Wisdom. I mean, if you're the White Sox right now and you can use somebody who can probably fill in at second base or maybe play some outfield, some designated hitter. I mean, don't talk to me about designated hitters when you got freaking Reese McGuire taking, you know, at bats as a DH. Patrick Wisdom would be a good fit on American League club. And, you know, we'll see what happens if they're able to move him to a team that's considered a contender or at least a bubble team. Um, this Christopher Morrell, electric factory. I don't know if the White Sox have a single player this year that has shown the emotion that this guy's shown in the last five or six games or maybe even in the last two or three weeks. Um, he led off his major league career by hitting a home run, and he hasn't looked back since. His you know OPS is in the 800 range. He's been you know a really, really good player so far. I'm not sure if it's sustainable. He was in like the high teens, early 20s, depending on what prospect list. You looked at it's not like he's their Brennan Davis or anything like that, but he he's like a solid prospect that has come up and just lit the world on fire. And sometimes that happens. Um, you know, these guys they get to the major leagues, the the adrenaline's flowing, they're feeling good about themselves. You got a guy like Wilson Contreras hyping you up. I saw the gif on Twitter this morning. It went in one of my articles this morning of Wilson Contreras telling him to take a deep breath before he sits in the box and then he hits a walk off sacrifice fly to take out a very very good milwaukee brewers crew and you know you split the series with them and you're feeling good about yourselves and now you got the st louis cardinals this weekend um it's five games with them it's one of those weird lockout induced um double headers with them you're gonna play them tonight friday two games on saturday one on sunday that equals five and it's a big measuring stick for the Cubs because the Cardinals are going to want to come out to play. They have playoff aspirations and being in the mix for the wild card. Cause I don't think they can be better than the brew crew long-term for the division lead, the Cardinals, but you know, taking care of business against a much weaker Cubs team is going to be on top of their mind, but the Cubs playing as well as they have and as loose as they have in the last week or so. I mean, you took two from the brew crew. You took one from the white Sox. Each of those two teams should be in the playoffs, whether they are remains to be seen, but you know, Cubs are feeling good about themselves these days. And then after the St. Louis Cardinals series, a team that I can't really think of beating or playing against the Cubs too often. I mean, I know this is one of those strange years where the National League Central Division is playing against the American League East Division. So the Yankees are coming to Wrigley Field for the first time in a long time. The Red Sox are coming to Wrigley Field for the first time in a long time. The Cubs are playing the Baltimore Orioles next week. I see the White Sox play against them all the time. That's not something that is abnormal for me to see, but the Cubs playing the Orioles is just interesting. And I'm going to get to the Orioles later in the show because they are becoming my Baltimore Orioles. They have been my third team all season long just because they're that team. Like every year, it's always White Sox, number one. And then I cheer for the Red Sox on the side when they're not playing the White Sox. Although I might start cheering against them soon because they're right in that wild card mix with the White Sox. So rooting for the Red Sox might become unacceptable. But there's always a team that I consider fun by the end of May. They always... If you have my attention by the end of May, then I think there's a good chance you'll have my attention for the rest of the season, and that is the Baltimore Orioles. So it'll be interesting to see them play against the Chicago Cubs. It is not an easy schedule for the Cubs, even though the record suggests that the Orioles aren't as good or right there with the Cubs in terms of underperforming teams this season. They've been hot lately. They're kind of like the Cubs in a way, except one team is still working its way down while the other is working its way up. The Orioles are where the Cubs want to be in like 2024, 2025. 
and they're just a fun ball club to watch right now. So it should be a fun series. I'm excited to watch these two teams play in that. Um, one story that I just thought of while talking about the Cubs playing the Orioles is the Orioles went to Cincinnati where the Reds play and they got their first win there in, I want to say it was, a, I can't remember, was it ever or in a very long time? And then you start to think about it and you're like, you know, like how does this happen and then you remember like oh the national league doesn't play the american league very often like the you rotate who you play not every team is the Sox playing the cubs at all times so um it's going to be interesting to see how that you know moves along in the chat we're seeing gabe say hi Vinny. hello gabe how are you um katie saying great cubs win last night yeah 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 morell watch that not good, not good. Eh, it depends on your point of view. Go Brew Crew. Um, yeah, Gabe, good show last night with the Bearstown show. I heard you had some drama. Um, I'm Team Gabe. Okay, for those who follow the Barroom Network, you know about all the drama going on with the, the show hosts. I'm Team Gabe for life. Okay? You got a problem with Gabe, you got a problem with me. And, you know, Gabe, you keep doing your shows, man. Don't let people walk all over you. You're a good dude. So we're all Gabe fans on this show. Um, yeah, back to the Orioles getting a win in Cincinnati. I love it. I love seeing it. And, you know, hopefully they're able to hopefully they're able to keep it going. Is it maybe it's not the Orioles I'm thinking of. Now I'm kind of like backtracking a little bit live here on the air. Maybe it was the Red Sox getting their first win in Cincinnati in X amount of years. That actually is probably sounding a little bit better in my brain. But if anybody in the uh, chat wants to correct me or confirm for me on that, I'm all ears. There's been drama in Major League Baseball over the last week or so, guys. There are a couple guys slapping each other and fighting. Um, the Fantasy Football League, commissioned by Mr. Mike Trout, who, if you're watching this show, it might be your first time watching it. It might be your 50th time watching it. I am of the opinion that Mike Trout is the greatest baseball player who ever lived. All the statistics suggest it. He plays a premier defensive position known as center field. It's probably a top three most important position besides pitcher on the entire roster. And teams give up offense for good defense in center field. And Mike Trout is just super elite at both. That's why the White Sox love Luis Robert so much because he's an elite hitter and an elite defensive center fielder. Um, Mike Trout, though, elite baseball player, all-time great baseball player. Apparently, he's an all-time bad fantasy football GM. I'm a fantasy football GM, and I think I'm quite good at it. I'm also a fantasy hockey GM, and I'm also a fantasy baseball GM. I know how to run me a league. Mike Trout, you got to keep your guys in line, my dude. You guys got you got guys taking their their hits on each other on the Major League Baseball field, slapping each other, and then you know a group chat going wrong. That's hilarious. Jock Peterson versus Tommy Pham. This is hilarious stuff, guys. And if you're watching this and you play fantasy football, you know. Don't mess with me and my fantasy football team. No, that's that shit don't fly. Okay? You talk shit to me about fantasy football, I'm going to give it right back to you. And if I'm in the lines of a Major League Baseball game where slapping the shit out of you won't get me arrested, 
you're Jock Peterson, you're Tommy Pham, you're like, well, let's get it on. So I need this next draft of theirs to be streamed live. I mean, I'm so into this fantasy league. I might be more into Mike Chop's fantasy football league than my own fantasy football league. Like, I want to know who he has on his roster so that on Sundays I could turn on Red Zone and cheer for his guys. Okay, because I know what it's like to be a commissioner. I know no commissioner is like. He also took a side swipe at Rob Manfred when talking about commissioners, saying most people don't like most commissioners. That was hilarious. You know, I found that to be really, really funny. And, you know, fantasy football. It's coming soon. It's, it's already June 2nd. It's already it, – it's still not perfect weather outside. We're still waiting for it to get, like, hot on a consistent basis. But then that'll go quickly. And then one day in late August, early September, you'll wake up and you'll feel like a crispness in the air for the first time in a long time. And you're going to be like, oh. Football's coming up. Playoff baseball's coming up. The NHL's coming right back. Um, it's good times. So that was my other major league story that I wanted to cover so far this year. Um, I also want to give a shout out to friend of the program, Robert Murray. He broke yesterday of fan sided, of course. He broke the news that the New York Met or the San Diego Padres were going to release Robinson Cano after having just an abysmal eleven games with them. And then uh, less than a day later, earlier this morning, he announced that former White Sox Nomar Mazzara was going to be taking his spot on the roster. So shout out Robert Murray for getting some notable attention for breaking two relatively notable stories about a team that's in contention for the National League this year in the San Diego Padres and putting a good name on our fan-sided brand. You know, we got good people working there and Robert Murray does great stuff. So make sure you follow him at by Robert Murray. Um, it's always interesting when you talk about baseball in the early June. Um, it's never easy because it's hard to decide who's good and who's not, but we're going to keep chugging along. And I appreciate each and every person who watched this show and was in the chat. Um, I appreciate Brandon Brognan for coming on our show and talking about the, the Wednesday hot dog sign and talking about his podcast and stuff like that, it's always outstanding. So thank you to him, everyone in the chat, Gabe, Caitlin specifically, for your comments making it onto the YouTube screen today. And make sure you're following along with the Barroom Network at barroomnetwork.com or at Barroom Network on Twitter. Um, yesterday on Bardown Talking Hockey, me and Frankie Mueller had some very interesting debates about what's going on in the National Hockey League world. I told, I tried to tell Frankie that the New York Rangers were going to give the Lightning hell this series, and they took a one-game-to-none lead in the series at Madison Square Garden last night. Listen, I'm not saying the Lightning can't win this series. I, I actually probably still would keep my money on the Lightning, but, man, the Rangers are good, and it's going to be a long series. I got both going seven, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I appreciate everybody who watches, tunes in. I'm not going to be partaking in barroom network streaming next week i will be on vacation so make sure you check out the south burbs hitman who the show will go on without me on monday night and bar down and crosstown crosstalk are going to take a week break and we will be back the following week the week of the bar down will be back on 5 15 and crosstown crosstalk will be back on 5 16 there are some big 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 moments coming up with these shows over the next couple weeks, Crosstown Crosstalk got a couple nice guests coming up that I'm hoping to have on. I have one guest in particular for Bar Down that I'm so, so, so excited about, but I'm not able to disclose who that is yet, but the people will know soon enough. I literally think five people on planet Earth know 
that this guy's going to be on our show. It would be me, Joey, Frankie, and then our di- great director at the Barroom Network, Aldo, are the only people that know that this is a thing. So hope everybody's excited about that. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a good time. So while we're gone, make sure you're enjoying hockey and baseball, and we'll be back the following week. I can't say it enough. Thank you to everybody who tunes into our shows. And as always, let's go socks. Thank you.